Welcome to Automation Notes, brought to you by Doc Digitizer. The Automation Notes podcast is a collection of new and inspiring insights about intelligent automation. We will discuss with the world's leading intelligent automation minds the most recent trends, success stories, and promising projects in the intelligent automation space. But before we dive into today's show, if you want to take your automation projects to an all-new level, leveraging critical data locked in your documents, photos, or emails, visit DocDigitizer.com and find out how you can deploy the world's most reliable intelligent document processing platform in less than one day. Thanks to its proprietary technology, using the most advanced AI breakthroughs in cognitive automation, natural language processing, and a built-in expertly designed human in the loop, Doc Digitizer offers the world's first all-inclusive intelligent document processing platform. They also offer unusual features like handwrite support, complex table data extraction, fraud detection, and out-of-the-box integration with UiPath, BluePrism, Automation Anywhere, and many other automation tools. So stop spending months getting data sets and training models to deploy an IDP tool and then end up with costly human-in-the-loop data validation on every single document. But don't just take my word for it. Take the word of leading global 2,000 organizations, all loving and using Doc Digitizer to unlock hyper-automation over complex and unstructured mission-critical processes. Head over to DocDigitizer.com and start your all-inclusive IDP journey. But it is now time for one more incredible Automation Notes show. Hello and welcome to our show. My name is Joel Fernandes, founder and CEO of Doc Digitizer, and I will be your host for today's episode of Automation Notes. Today, we have as our guest Eric from ChoiceWork. Once again, we bring to the show a vendor because uh, Eric, I'm not sure if you are aware of this, but we uh, bring as guests uh, not only vendors, but also consultancy companies, RPA uh uh, service companies and also clients. So it's always a pleasure to have the people that are building the technology on our show. So uh, thank you again for being on our show. It's a pleasure to be here, uh, Yao, and uh, we're uh, very, very pleased that uh, we can do this. Awesome. Uh, for for the people that don't know you and don't know Choice Work, uh, can you Give a brief intro about you and what you do at ChoiceWork. Sure. Um, I am the Vice President of Business Development at ChoiceWorks. Uh, because we're a small company, uh, I'm, I'm able to, to do a lot of different roles outside of the traditional role of business development. Uh, I do lead sales. I lead alliances and partners. I do a lot of work in the marketing area and the product management area. And uh, so what is the product? ChoiceWorks is a company that uh, is trying to automate traditional IT tasks using artificial intelligence. And we allow uh, companies to use digital labor to do things that service technicians and IT technicians traditionally do. And we apply that in two areas. First, in uh, the digital workplace area for your uh, desktops, your computers, uh, we, we, we supplement the role of the service desk. But we're here to today to talk about RPA 
and uh, ChoiceWorks, uh, our works for RPA management platform, monitors, manages, maintains, and fixes RPA bots in production. F- uh, fantastic. So, so what you're saying, uh, and and this is pretty much connected with the. Uh, With, with companies scaling their RPA initiatives and, and with scale, of course, there's a lot of work in terms of, of RPA operations and maintenance. Um, we touched this topic in the last episodes, I think two or three times, mm-hmm. um, because it starts to become a, a, really, a real problem for companies. And one of the guests, I think, was Manuel from Roboyo, um, mentioned that... Uh, At some point, the, the, the RPA teams start to, uh, they don't have time to develop new bots because they are just managing and keeping alive the, the old bots. So, uh, and, and you mentioned one thing that was very interesting was that you, as humans, robots get sick and die. Uh, so, so what are the, the impacts of all of, of this yeah. in an organization? Well, just, just as Manuel said, The first thing that, that happens when a company starts putting uh, the digital workforce in, uh, the people who develop those bots uh, are, are called upon to fix them. And, there's, you know, that's, there's not a lot of bots there. There's no, uh, no other people who understand what they do. So the developers keep playing uh, uh, back and forth between developing and fixing and they can never get the, the new development done. And that slows scaling right there. And we found that in market research that we've did, we've done. Uh, we found that in conversations with almost every customer, that's the way it started. So what happens next is the company says, Oh, we're going to need to have a dedicated support team. And that dedicated support team starts small when they have just a few bots But what we found, again, in our market research was that uh, every time a company adds maybe 15 bots, they're going to need to add another person in a linear way. Uh, the bots require a couple hundred hours of support every, every year. Um, it depends on how well the bots are written and exactly what the support teams do. Nobody really knows in this field yet what the uh, specific parameters are. But uh, that team grows as the number of bots grow, and that hinders scaling. And I'm sure Emmanuel talked about that uh, as, as a problem. If, you, uh, if you've created bots to reduce labor dependence and it forces you to add more labor, well, you're self-defeating in a sense. So you've got to find ways to flatten that curve of, of growing support resources required. Um, And so automation is the next logical step. Uh, The interim step, of course, is to find low-cost locations for labor and and service delivery. And people certainly are going uh, offshore, particularly to India or nearshore to Latin America to do this, but they still need more and more people. Those people are becoming more expensive. There's greater churn throughout the industry and uh, that's not a sustainable long-term solution exactly and and if you if you start with automation to get some efficient efficiency on, on your own operations then you should also deploy automation to manage automation absolutely <laughs> absolutely and 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 again uh our 
when we talk about automating automation management, that's really what we do. Exactly. So, do you think this problem uh, only uh, is only emerging today, uh, or or is this related with with the, the amount of bots that people are putting into production? Is this is is this a new problem for organizations to handle? Do they know how to to handle this kind of of challenges? Well, this is the same problem that companies faced every time a new type of technology uh, emerges, and we saw this when you know we've seen this from from time uh, time beyond uh, a comp a, a new technology emerges. Uh, people are specialists in, in supporting that technology. Those become a dedicated team. That work becomes outsourced and, uh, and, and, and a new a, a kind of a new industry takes shape as a byproduct of, of different types of technologies. So it's nothing new. It's new for RPA. And the companies that are most far along in adopting RPA are the ones that have seen it first. And some of them have tried to kludge together their own solutions using network monitoring tools and log readers and a variety of other things. But um, uh, none has been tremendously successful because those are general purpose solutions. And we need solutions that really apply to RPA, understand how bots work, what they're doing when they're executing, uh, things like that. Uh, communicating with the control uh, panel orchestrator devices uh, and, and, and a purpose-built solution like ours is really what will emerge in the near future as the uh, kind of a universal type of solution. And, and do you think that the, the maintenance models uh, of, of, of traditional software, of, of traditional enterprise software, Uh, may be applicable also to RPA because at some point uh, I'm not sure uh, if if the RPA by its nature of being low code no code with the citizen development programs with this idea of of most of the times it starts as shadow IT on the organization everybody is doing some bots everybody is putting bots in production so do you think that this nature Of, of, of RPA strongly impacts the maintenance framework that, that, that needs to be deployed? Well, it, it's defining the, the, the nature of the maintenance that needs to be supplied. As companies are identifying what's involved in, in supporting and operating bots, they're creating this model for how to do it. And a lot of it, as you know, has to do with not just maintenance and support, but change management is an important thing because bots, uh, bots are written to work in a certain environment. And when any part of that environment changes, that's when a bot fails. A bot isn't necessarily going to fail because the code was poorly written. The code is strong in most cases, and it's getting better, and companies are doing more and more uh, to, to st structure the way bots are written and handled. 
but you can't manage all of the infrastructure, all of the uh, the outside websites that the bots interact with, the host devices, the networks. And when something in those environments change, that's when bots fail, and that's when maintenance and support needs to be called in. So it's a little bit of a hybrid mode of uh, of, of support that's required for bots. And what is the cost of doing nothing? Because I, I, I assume that this, by being this new topic, there are a lot of people that are doing RPA, but they are not doing much uh, well, on this. You know, what they're doing is they're finding out that they need more and more and more people. And, it, you know, the cost is the cost of labor today to, to support it. And as I said a moment ago, uh, globally, The cost of labor is going up and the supply, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say the supply is not there, but you do need people who understand RPA. Uh, those people are in great demand. There's been a lot of churn and turnover in the traditional locations where IT support and RPA support is delivered from. And so those costs are going up and it's harder and harder to find good people and to keep those good people. So If companies can can automate using a platform like ours, their reliance on human labor is dropping uh, and their uh, their ability to support bots is expanding. And that's uh, that's really how bots are going to scale over time uh, to reach critical mass in the future. So companies can achieve the, um, the the tremendous ROI savings that they've that they expect and they anticipate. And I think there is also, uh, uh, besides the cost of labor, there will there, there is also uh, a huge opportunity cost there because of the lead times. When when a bot dies uh, in production, yeah. the amount of of impact that that can bring to the business is is huge. So uh, by having automation on 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 the maintenance and on the operation part, it allows also to to have a a, a lower Uh, lead time on fixing stuff which well, we absolutely and and that's a you know it's a great point that you raise uh, a lot of the companies that we have worked with um you know they're still using uh, notepad notepads and excel spreadsheets to manage their bots and i i have a, a an example of a a fortune 200 company that we were working with and we were having trouble with with a with, with a certain bot and they were going back to their spreadsheets trying to figure out what's going on and after a couple of weeks couple of weeks we found that the bot wasn't even in operation it hadn't been working <laughs> and they didn't know it um we avoid that problem we help you you know we're going to know when a bot is not working at that moment of failure. And not only are we going to know that, we're going to know what failed and why, not just whether the bot fully executed or didn't execute, which is what the uh, orchestrator or the control panel, that, that they know whether the bot ran through its code. We know whether it did what it was expected. And uh, there are times when our report on an execution actually differs from the control panel or the orchestrator, 
because we were looking at a broader array of inputs to understand the success or a failure of a given execution. That, that is was my my next question was how 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 do the the RPA vendors that are nowadays they, there's a huge variety of vendors in in the market how they are supplying this uh, are they building some kind of of native tools uh, embedded in their in their technology uh what is the what is their maturity on 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 these topics well they're fairly immature today and they're 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 recognizing some of the problems uh but not all of them and again uh their world is limited to their bots and so as we said before bot failures aren't no aren't always when the bot code goes bad or something happens in the bot itself um most of the failures that are seen have to do with the infrastructure and the uh, what we call dependencies that the bots run on they really don't understand the dependencies of the bots that their clients build so they don't see that while we do um the other thing is this more and more of the using companies companies using bots are using more than one vendor's bots and especially now with the growth and and emergence of power automate in the market the market has obviously been dominated by uipath automation anywhere and blue prism the big three. now microsoft is a fourth and as you said earlier a lot of the decisions are made not centrally by the IT organization about what bot to use but different business units choose different bots so uh, probably a majority of companies that are using bots today are using bots from more than one vendor and that means they have to train people on multiple vendors uh technologies Our solution allows you to see the bots from the big three from Power Automate on one dashboard in a consistent interface and with consistent methods for solution solving problems. So um, the vendors are trying to to add things like self-healing to their individual bots. That's great and that's important, but they're not looking at the holistic environment of the digital transformation the digital workforce which expands across bot vendors across automation types and um, really requires a single point of administration and management which is our view for the future the, the, you touch a very interesting topic that is multi vendor uh, strategy for rpa uh, that was in fact one of the main topics uh, when we talked uh, in one of the last episodes with ali from openbots that also mentioned that uh, because at some point if you are buying every single piece of of the puzzle uh, to the same vendor the amount of locking that you have is is huge which which raises a lot of risks and Uh, often with the maturity of these kind of implementations companies are seeing that and 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 bringing to the table multi vendors and not only for for the RPA layer but also for these kind of very specialized uh, features that they need to support uh, it, it the same happens with 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 IDP and and process mining so having this toolkit of tools 
not depending on a single vendor is I think is is very important and it will be much more important in the future uh, as as companies grow. Uh, so if you could sum up what you guys bring to the table uh, compared to these standard tools in in two or three tweets, uh, what 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 yeah. is what our, was our platform allows a company to automate activities such as monitoring of the bots. Um, once you have monitored the bots, you see that events occur. You want to notify the bot owner or the manager, uh, different people. And it, based on different situations, you might want different people to, to be notified. Um, we have a very robust notification system that allows people to choose which notifications they get and allows uh, different notifications to be sent to different people. So notification is important. But with that notification, we also provide kind of a roadmap to where the problem is. So we've identified a problem. There was a problem. Here's what it was. We're going to give you the, 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 the directions on where to go to fix it, not, not necessarily how to fix it, but where to go to find it. And again, that could be something that in the past took weeks and weeks and took developers away from developing. Now those developers are able to stay doing what they're doing to build the next generation of bots while the support team can do the value-added work of really fixing the problem because we've, we, we've identified a failure, we've notified the right people, we've pointed them in the direction of where the trouble is, and we let them go to work. Now, the other thing that we do is in many cases, we're able to remediate those problems immediately using artificial intelligence and knowledge that we've built up over time so that we get those bots back to service faster. Uh, we make them more available and more reliable. And all of that is part of our package. And then with that all, because it's digitized, we're gathering information all the way through the process about what's going on in the RPA environment across the bots in a consistent manner, across bots, across business units, across vendors, so that the centers of excellence in a company, in, in an enterprise, or the service provider who's providing those services, uh, they have much more information with which to use to manage the, 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 the overall uh, environment. And do you work with, uh, I assume you, you mentioned that you work across different vendors, but uh, what, what, what kind of RPA solutions are, um, are, uh, do you work with currently? Well, anything, any, anything that RPA can do, we can monitor with, uh, again, uh, at this point, we are um, supporting UiPath, Automation Anywhere, Blue Prism, and in the very, very near future, Power Automate. So the big four, uh, we are able to add others over time as our customers require it. Um, we, uh, we, you know, we've, we've talked uh, about a variety, I won't mention other vendors, I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, endorser or, or anything, anyone else there, but uh, we can add a new vendor in as little as a month to be able to do the exact same things we do with uh, with the big three, big four, and um, 
and and really any platform, any solution that runs in a Windows environment, um, whether it's IDP or data analytics or RPA, is a potential um, tool that we can monitor as we move forward into auto, into whether it's hyper automation or a broader digital transformation, whatever buzzwords you want to use, uh, <laughs> those are, uh, you know, that, that, that's the way of the future. Most of these applications and services run on a Windows platform. If they run on Windows, we have the ability to monitor them. So, so based on your answer, I, I'm assuming that uh, you, you don't consider the RPA providers uh, a competitor, right? No, they're, they're really partners. Uh, they're partners so much that, uh, for example, UiPath has our platform works for RPA management in their, um, th their, their biggest customer lab where they, where they show their tools to the customers. And if there's a, a, a situation where the customer wants to talk about uh, how do we improve support, how do we scale faster, uh, they have the opportunity to show them our platform. So that's, uh, that's a partnership, not a, uh, not a competition by any means. We really think that our tool helps companies scale faster. And if they're able to scale faster, they can invest in more bots. And the, the, the bot vendors are our friends for that reason. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so guide me through a typical implementation of, of ChoiceWorks, uh, and what is the person that that you sell to? Uh, what are the steps? Yeah. Can you guide me through through yeah, a typical implementation? Sure. Uh, the the, the, the uh, you know, there's a traditional inquiry. It can come via. Uh, the web, it can come on our website, it can come as a result of uh, a, a conversation like we're having here. And we will uh, typically talk with a customer to understand their RPA environment. Uh, if they're not using one of the bot vendors that we support, that's an easy conversation uh, to have that right now we, we, we can't help you. But uh, if, if, if you'd like, we'd look at your 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 vendor uh, but if they're using vendors that we support the next step would certainly be a demonstration uh, the demonstrations lead to uh, trials or proofs of concept they usually last about a month the company gets to uh, experience with their own bots what works for RPA management can do for them. They see the monitoring, the troubleshooting, the notifications, the remediations, and they see the savings that apply across the board to the, the way that they're uh, managing our RPA today. And the implementation, uh, very pleased to say that everyone's always surprised at how quick and easy it is for us to get up and running and how quickly would they start seeing results. Uh, uh, the, 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 the key to our platform is what we call a support bot. And that support bot is, is installed on the RPA host devices of the, uh, of the user. And as long as the, the biggest obstacle we have is getting the info, info security people to accept a, our, our software on their platform to talk with our cloud. 
And uh, we've we've never been kicked out because of that. But it takes time to convince security people often that we are secure, that uh, the encryption is good, the standards are good, uh, the SOC compliance, SOC two compliance is is there. All of all of that. That's yeah. the biggest obstacle. Once we load a bot, uh, con- connect it to uh, to our cloud, we're up and running, and we're fixing stuff immediately. Fantastic. So outlooking the future, uh, and this is like the question that I always uh, make to, to our guests, uh, looking at, at intelligent automation uh, five years from now, uh, how do you see this space? Well, I think it will be much more mature than it is today. It's, you know, as I say, it's getting better. Um, right now, you know, people talk about bots as intelligent automation, Uh, we might do better calling it unintelligent automation because, <laughs> because bots have no intelligence. Bots are only as good as the programming that was done to, 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 to get them going. Uh, in the future, we'll see more and more intelligent automation uh, and in, in many more places of the, uh, in, inside companies. And what that will mean is that intelligent automation and automation in general still is going to require management. Um, every time you have a worker, you need a supervisor. You need that supervisor to know if, if the per- person is doing the right job, is doing the work as expected, the volume of the work, the timing of the work. And uh, RPA and digital work in any form uh, is the same thing. We have to know We have to be able to measure it. We have to know it's working. Uh, and we need to know that in real time. And automation is the answer to, uh, to, to that. And automation is an enabler to the scaling of uh, the, the, the digital journey, digital transformation. It won't, it, 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 it won't reach its potential without there being a layer of management involved And that management needs to be automated. Exactly. Uh, I always like to ask our guests to recommend a, a book, podcast, or a person to follow um, so our audience can learn more about intelligent automation. So what are your suggestions? Well, one of the first suggestions is someone who uh, taught me a lot about RPA many years ago, And that's uh, Ian Barkin. And Ian had been with uh, Symphony Ventures. Symphony Ventures was acquired, uh, went through some transformations with Sykes. Uh, Ian came out as one of the real leading experts in the future of work. He's doing work with Bain Consulting now, but he's prolific on LinkedIn. And uh, everything he talks about is is very very insightful and knowledgeable he's he's someone that i watch and listen to greatly um i also would recommend the institute for research um robotic process automation erpa uh they're they're getting more and more into some substantive uh topics and and some knowledge leadership the thought leadership pascal bornet there is yeah. doing a real good job of, of, of staying on the edge of, of technology in, in the R, uh, technology and process in RPA. And uh, I'd also recommend uh, one analyst in, 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 in one analyst group, Horses for Sources, Phil First's group, 
uh, they are always out on the edge of what's going on. They, 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 see, they see it and they report on it quite well. Uh, fantastic suggestions. I, I follow the three and I can confirm that they are amazing and, and with a lot of, of juicy content uh, in LinkedIn and, and on, their, on their blogs. So what is next for you and, and ChoiceWorks? Uh, and how can our audience reach out to you? Well, um, we, we, we think that the area of automation of automation management is just at an early stage. And we, 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 we're, we're working with our clients to find those areas where we can uh, have the greatest impact on their operations. And we're working closely with clients along those ways to improve our product, to allow them to improve their uh, delivery of services. And by the way, our clients are, are both uh, enterprises that run Uh, RPA, maybe they have centers of excellence or business units with, with a good number of bots. Uh, so we work with them. We work with service providers, particularly those who have managed RPA services. They, they support um, multiple workforces for multiple clients. Uh, and we're working with them to understand how their business is going to evolve and how our management platform can help them stay in, in the forefront of the industry, differentiate their product and services, and uh, help them uh, be more successful. So we're, we're out there looking at those things. I think what you will see from us is as we expand the number of bot vendors we work with, expand the types of things that we can monitor and remediate, uh, we will go from RPA to uh, uh, ancillary or adjacent types of applications so that uh, this really becomes the uh, center of automation management. Fantastic. Eric, hosting this episode uh, was really a pleasure to me. Uh, we have been in touch uh, for quite some time. Uh, we both love uh, sales and, and, and creating new ways of reaching the market. More, uh, uh, and we share some of the challenges because uh, both markets, the IDP market and your market, is yet uh, uh, not yet mature. So there's a lot of challenge in educating the market, and that is one of the reasons why Uh, we created this podcast is also to, to raise this awareness, to raise this maturity, and hopefully to bring new people and new ideas uh, and, 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 and making them available for a, for a, a wider audience. Yeah. So it, it's, always, it's, it's always refreshing talking with you. Uh, and I thank you very much uh, for, for uh, thank you again for, for taking the time to, to meet and, and to be on our show. Well, thank, thank you for having me. It's a, this time has flown. And, uh, you know, if people want to continue the conversation, they can reach me uh, via LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, my, our, our website, www.choiceworks.com. Uh, drop a note to info at choiceworks.com. It'll get to me. Uh, and, uh, you know, if anyone wants to learn more about the specific platform, Uh, we're happy to talk, demonstrate, uh, et, et cetera. Uh, this has been great, and I really appreciate your uh, inviting me to join you. Fantastic. I've been your host, Joe Fernandes, and this has been Automation Notes. See you next time.
What a fantastic show. So many incredible takeaways. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to stay updated with the most recent intelligent automation trends, success stories, and promising projects, please subscribe to Automation Notes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, and YouTube. You can find the links in the subscription. We release a new episode every two weeks. But before we leave you today, if you want to take your automation projects to an all-new level, leveraging critical data locked in your documents, photos, or emails, visit DocDigitizer.com and find out how you can deploy the world's most reliable intelligent document processing platform in less than one day. You can get 100% accurate data from nearly any document with close to zero setup and a full pay-per-use model, all into a single API call. Whether you are looking to process a simple invoice, streamline your customer onboarding journey, or get data from your legal contracts, Doc Digitizer will be your trusted IDP partner. Doc Digitizer offers an all-in-one, fully managed API, making intelligent document processing truly easy. But don't just take my word for it. Take the word of leading global 2,000 organizations, all loving and using Doc Digitizer to unlock hyper-automation over complex and unstructured mission-critical processes. Doc Digitizer is helping companies across multiple industries to reach their full potential through data by empowering their digital transformation, drive operational efficiency and human productivity, unlocking the power of their data. Head over to DocDigitizer.com and start your all-inclusive IDP journey. Use the code AutomationNotes10 and get 10% discount on any Doc Digitizer subscription. See you next time.